evening and welcome to this session of the Gaze from the Hill. I'm your host, Minister Natasha Franklin, and tonight we have with us uh, my daughter, Latasia, Talia Ford, Sister Candy Travis, Sister Roslyn Howard, Sister Jarlyn Fenner, and Sister Tawanda Harrison. And tonight we're going to be talking about womanhood and motherhood and the different roles that we play, play and the different uh, hats that we wear and uh, things of that nature. And um, we're gonna, again, we're going to be talking about how we, uh, we as women, the things that we have to endure and go through. So we just want to have an open, honest dialogue and um, just, just be as transparent and vulnerable as we possibly want to be and just get help to encourage others. Um, and so, with that being said, um, and again, this is a continuation of um, our Mother's Day. Um, this month we celebrated Mother's Day, and we also know it's Mental Health Month, and there's so many things that is going on. So we just want to take this time as women to, uh, you know, reset, relax, and just focus on ourselves. Not we're not being selfish, but we just have to. Again, we have to. Uh, uh, Again, take time to focus on us and, and get the things that we need taken care of. So that's what we're going to be talking about again, motherhood. So my first question for tonight is, as we look back over our lives and we look at the, the training or the examples that we've had as growing up, who was our main the main person that really influenced us or led us and do we feel like we got all the training that we needed as women to um, to to fulfill the role as mothers who, who was our before us like mentors or who was your guiding that guiding person that one person or maybe another person that really steered you up trained you and, and led you to to the woman that you that you are today and it could be multiple people Anybody want to go first? I'll start with Sister uh, Roslyn. Who who was your the person that you that gave you your guidance? Well, I just have one person, and that's my mother. Um, she's in heaven now, but um, she she's my God. She was my God. There are some things that um, because I'm the baby out of five, and it's such a huge uh, age gap between my siblings and I. There are some things that. I did learn from maybe her sister mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and from my older sister, but mainly my dad was totally my mother. Okay, okay, okay. What about you, Sister Katie? Who was your dad or that steered you and reared you? That was my mom. Okay. It was definitely my mom. She is a strong, resilient, she really is a smart lady. But she would never let you know that she's a smart lady. But she's just a down-to-earth, good as gold, doing things for you, but will not let you walk over her catwalk. So okay. it's definitely my mom. Okay. Let's talk to you. I think for me, my would be my grandmother. Okay. 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 Miss Latasha. So it is absolutely you. Um, you know, you are amazing. Um, you are definitely a light. You give so much of yourself to everyone, and you put so much of yourself into everything that you do. 
um, I appreciate, you know, just different ways that you try to listen, you know, take, you know, feedback or not necessarily instruction, but you take a lot of things into consideration. And if it's not something that you know about, you will, you know, research it. You'll try to find different ways to not only connect with your family, but, you know, with your friends, with your community, different things like that. And I definitely appreciate that in different phases of my life because I see how it matters and how so much of who I am is because of who you are. Um, so you are absolutely the person that I um, look up to. I probably don't tell you enough, but I absolutely love you. You are definitely amazing. Um, like I said, just how you are a mother, how you are a woman, how you are a wife, you know, different things that I look up to you for that I aspire to be that I have not become yet. Um, you're just awesome. And like I said, it's something that I've always, like I said, looked up to you for. And now as I am getting older, you know, I ain't no spring chicken no more. <laughs> so as I'm getting older, it's different things that make sense now that I didn't necessarily understand at a younger age. And so I can still appreciate the different lessons. And, you know, when you had to give me that tough love and then how you're my friend and I talk to you and I tell you everything. I talk to you every day. And so that's still definitely no filter because I'm definitely transparent and tell you almost everything. But those are still things that I appreciate and still want to be able to give to, you know, my friends in whatever capacity that I can give them to or just how I am a mother to Josiah is all based off of the example that you've set. My mother and both of my grandmothers, and I can also throw in my great grandmother. Um, my great grandmother raised. 12 children um, and with you know limited education and I saw all that she had to do and um, and then my grandmother you know picked up from what my great-grandmother did and then my mom and she they passed it I think on to me even though I'm still not where I'm still growing um, my mother she's very humble she's a servant so I still aspire to be half you know, the person that, that she is. So all those people play a role in, you know, life. I'll say my mom and my grandmother, my dad's mother, we were especially close to her growing up. And it was always amazing to watch her watch, uh, cook breakfast and cook lunch and cook dinner. And it was never a dirty dish in the house. The, the house was always clean. You just was amazed at that she had that much energy in her at that age and she didn't miss out on anything. And then when she started coming to church and you saw her get saved, it just made you be a better person. But my mom, y'all know my mom. Mm -hmm. Growing up, it was like, I don't like her. She was on my nerves. <laughs> I can't wait to get out of this house. 
But then you look back and you like all this training she gives you and the tough love. We talk. My mom and Sadie, we talk every night. We FaceTime each other every single night. And it's now good to have that relationship with my mom. And we can tell her things and she can sit on the phone like, oh my God, I don't know what you're Don't filter her. No. She's like, oh my God, I love it. Oh my God. But it's fun now to be able to say my mom is my friend. Right. And right, not right, just right, my right, mom. Right. And it's good that, you know, my sister is my, my best friend. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's definitely my mom and my, my grandma. Definitely. Uh, I would say my mother and also Everybody's uh, background is not the same, and God places people in your life to guide, mentor, and, and help you along the way. So I would just say, I think definitely my mother, and to look back over it now to see the strength that she had and the things that she went through and she endured, and to see where she's at now. Um, I thank God for restoration. And reconciliation, and um, like I said, God—he just—he's just awesome. He, he's just wonderful. And um, the, like I said, several ladies in my, you know, help, help give guide me and give me the the wisdom that uh, that I have today. And you know, if we, if we don't celebrate one another or build up one another. A lot of times we'll feel like, you know, we're pushed to the side and our lives don't matter. And again, today we're going to, while it's talking about motherhood, we're going to be talking about um, balance and am I enough and um, boundaries. And I want to read, I want us to come from this, the perspective from um, uh, Psalms 23. And I'm just going to read it right quick. And um, just, just bear with me for a second. And it says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou knowest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And as we um, continue this um, discussion tonight, I want us to keep this scripture in mind because everything that we need and everything that we're going to be talking about is summed up in Psalms 23. And again, the reasons why I wanted us to, you know, recognize the women. That, that played an instrumental role in our lives. A lot of times we don't give the flowers or the the accolades, not to not to put them up on a pedestal. But sometimes, if you don't know your own self worth, you don't know your own identity. Other people can give it to you, mm-hmm. and 
we definitely don't want to, it's, it's so much noise going on now, so many opinions, so many people have their own, well, I would do it this way, why would you do it that way, or get like their own opinions, there's so much noise, so much confusion, and a lot of people just don't know who they are. And if you don't know who you are, anybody can tell you anything. And then you will follow in, in you know, follow into that. So um, when I asked you all about do we feel like we had the tools or the the wisdom or the, the, the instruction that we needed growing up. And I heard it said a lot of times that um, it's like we sometimes we feel like just because some people are older and don't have the education that we feel like they needed, that then they weren't able to tell us anything. And now we don't have a lot of respect for our elders. Some people don't have respect for the elders. And a lot of the elders are pushed to the side or feel like, you know, where is there, um, you know, who's going to lift me up when I'm going through? So do we know our own worth? Do we celebrate our own selves? Do we know our own identity? Do we know who we are? Do, do, do we feel like we're confident in our own abilities and things of that nature? Do you know, do we know who we are as women? Not by, I mean, not just your name. I know we all have names, but I'm talking about our internal core, who, who, who we are. Who, do we know who we are? Do we know our worth? Do we know our value? I think it's easy to lose yourself. Okay. In life. You have so many things, especially as a mother. Mm -hmm. As a single mother. Hey, you probably, as a single mother, it's yeah. not about you anymore. No, not at all. It's not about you. <laughs> not at all. It becomes all about him. From head to toe, I gotta make sure this little boy's taken care of. Mm -hmm. So I have lost myself plenty of times. I've had to regroup and be like, okay, tomorrow, you gotta get yourself back together. And I, it may sound selfish, but this year I said, it's about me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do this, 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 and this. Okay. Okay. I said, I'm hitting a gym. I go every night. I said, I'm going to work on this. I've been doing it. I made a jar of things I wanted to, to do. Every month, I could pull from that jar and say, I'm going to buy me a purse this month. Mm -hmm. I'm going to the spa this month. I'm going to do this this month. Mm -hmm. That's what I did with Swamp. Mm -hmm. Because he's almost 13. Mm -hmm. He's going to be gone in a few years. And... I don't want him gone, and I don't know who I am. Right, right. So, yeah, I lost myself for a while there because he mm -hmm. couldn't feed himself. He couldn't mm -hmm. do for himself. And now that he is able to, to do more for himself, you know, yeah, you got a chore list. Like, you, you can't live mm -hmm. for free. Mm -hmm. You got to do certain things. Right, right, right. And right. so now I'm able to take care of Tawana a little bit better than I was, you know, mm -hmm. a few years ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. And I'll agree with that because, like you said, it is very difficult sometimes, especially when you are a single mom, um, because I know a lot of people don't have the village or the support around them mm -hmm. to be able to call on other people to do things or, you know, be able to go different places or whatever. I mean, luckily, I've been blessed to not have that situation, but at the same time, it is still difficult and you do have that guilt. Sometimes when you're getting ready to go do something for yourself, mm -hmm. but you know, you know, oh, well, my my child ain't coming with me, or this is strictly for mommy. Right. And so you have that guilt, like, I ain't finna do that. I ain't finna buy this. I ain't finna go there. I ain't finna entertain this. I'm not finna do this. I'm not finna do that because that person 
is literally like who you think about all the time. Well, that's interesting. That's a very interesting perspective, and I get it. Um, now, I have four children. Of course, they're all grown and gone. I have grandchildren, and I was trying to think back to when I was younger with my children and how I identified. Now, part of your identity is a mother. Mm -hmm. So that is part of who you are, and you know with that comes that responsibility of motherhood. But mm -hmm. I understand what you said, when you lose your identity, when everything you do get wrapped up in someone else other than yourself, and you start not doing things for yourself, and we do have to find, I guess, find ourselves in that. But I've never been that person that was like, hmm, I'm just not every, yeah, I was very much concerned about my children. I wanted to make sure they were, were good and everything, but I was not that mom that would be guilty that if I wanted to do something and they had to stay with right there, they gonna stay right there. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't that mom. I, I was not consumed by the role of motherhood. I, 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 you know, and I guess that was that's a blessing that I was able to keep things in their place. Like I was now. I guess it depends on who you're asking because there have been times that I can say that, you know, my husband probably thought that I paid more attention to my children than I did to him. However, it's based on the need. Who needs me more at that time? And I, and I think I've always been good at being able to, you know, put things and keep things in their place. I, I don't think, I think, I grew up, you know, when you grow up and you grow up different than what's the norm, then you find your own identity. I've always been very comfortable in, mm -hmm. in my own skin mm -hmm. and who I am. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I don't think I ever lost myself. Now, I think there have been times when I wish for myself that I've done more, but not because I allow something to come in to keep me from doing that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I think for me, <clears throat> did I lose myself? A little bit, but I think it was more so it I couldn't figure out a way to kind of break away because you go from morning, noon, and night in your house under your roof, you know where they are, to mm -hmm. one day in June, bam, they're gone. Mm -hmm. And it's like, mm -hmm. what, what am I supposed to do? Right, <laughs> right. Where are you at? You know, especially like going away to college and stuff. That was really hard for me. But, you know, I saw him one more, and he's a junior this year. But even with him, because he's, he's like my baby, baby, um, baby, baby, baby. Uh -huh. Even though his dad would say differently. But, like, we're, we're really, really close because he's, my children are like day and night. They're like, I don't even think they came from the same person. Like, <laughs> Tanaya is so much like me. She's very tenderhearted. To a certain extent, outspoken. No, she's not. Well, I, I, I would say that she she has my personality somewhat. But both of my kids kind of act like you know their daddy. I don't I don't have any children that act, look, or do anything related to me. But um, Tanaya's a girl. She was my firstborn, and I uh, I had some issues, you know, conceiving, you know. So I knew she and I would have a very you know special relationship, and so. Then I had uh, Jalen, and it was different with him because I was 30. You know, I had been married for a while, and I kind of got the mommy thing, you know, mm -hmm. in control. But then I got very attached to him, and I still am. Because mm -hmm. now, you know, she's gone. She's not, you know, living in the house no more. It's just me and him. And John has worked for a second shift 
our entire marriage, mm -hmm. except for recently the past couple of years. So having him home now, I was like, why are you getting <laughs> <laughs> the like, So I'm getting adjusted to having him there in the evenings. But even like just you know me and Jalen, like he's at the age now where he's driving and he goes mm -hmm. away, and it's just kind of like I'm home. So I'm having to prepare myself now for. What are we going to do, me and John, right. when he's gone? Right, right. right. But right. he's like, I'm not going nowhere because rent is like twelve hundred dollars a month. <laughs> anyway, the separation thing, I didn't have it really bad because I was never, I was kind of afraid. Honestly, I was. I was afraid to like let my kids go stay with people because I don't trust people. But did you lose who you are? In Ben Amami. Oh, Ben Amami is who you are. Ben Amami is who I am. Yes, so, yeah. So I, I didn't really lose it. I just couldn't let go of it mm -hmm. when it was time to pull apart a little bit. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they ain't going nowhere. They ain't staying over there. <laughs> 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 well, 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 he went. Yeah. Yeah. My mom would call him like, I will keep him for you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm like, no, he mine. I'm good. Right. And, you know, even Tony's like, Wanda. You mm -hmm. need to, to do something for yourself. Get out, mm -hmm. get out of the house, bring him over here. Mm -hmm. He'll be fine. I promise you, I'll take care of him. Uh -huh. And you that was the only way I, I was like, mm -hmm. he mine. Where I go, he go. Right. We, we, we right. 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 Yeah. right. 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 You're not a Depending on where you are in life, mm -hmm. when you have kids, mm -hmm. it makes a huge difference. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, because I know, like, me, I had JoJo right after I graduated high school. Mm -hmm. So, I graduated high school, May had him in July. I was at in the community college in August, and he literally went through college with me from Forsyth mm -hmm. Tech to Winston-Salem State through all of nursing, mm -hmm. everything. So, I think it also depends on where you are in life because I know I went through a grinding period mm -hmm. and still kind of on the back end of the grinding period to where I can coast now. Mm -hmm. So that still makes a difference too. So it, a lot of it depends on where you are in life and the roles that you have to play and how much time you can dedicate to each role. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So now I'm wheels up. Most of the time. Now, can y'all watch it though? Because I'm going to go get another stamp on this passport. I'll be back in a week though. Right, 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 right. We got a car full of gas. We got what y'all want to eat. I'll send y'all an Instacart. We good. Like, I'll be back. So, like I said, I definitely think it matters where you are in your life when you have children because some things will already be done versus the grinding periods just starting or you trying to figure out your life as an adult because I didn't like kids. She did not. I did not like kids. And he was just like, poop, hang out here. So, you know, I was like, okay, well, this is what we finna do. Let's change it up. We gonna roll with it. But um, it definitely matters where you are in life when you start having kids. Right, right. Because I truly believe, too, that, like you said, where you are in life because you, I had you at a young age. I had you at 19. Yeah. I was fresh out of high school. So, with that, I was still growing up. Mm -hmm. And so maybe if a lot of if a lot of people are like, well, my mother didn't give me what I what I needed. Well, mama didn't have what she needed. So mm -hmm. you got the best that she was able to give. And I too sometimes I think that um, not in, in, in retrospect, if you don't have what 
you, you can't get what you don't have. Right. And so we have to have grace and patience and forgiveness with those that don't have. Because again, I've heard a lot of people say, well, my mama didn't raise me and my mama, well, mama was trying to raise herself. So we have to, again, have forgiveness in our hearts and, and like I said, and grace to know that, well, mama was, mama was a child. And when you feel like you're not, um, you don't get to go get the career that you want or go to the school that you want to go to, that's just part of life. And sometimes if you making your own plans and those plans don't include God, is God truly responsible to fulfill your plans? And he allows us to go out, go our ways, make our mistakes, and then he brings everything back full circle. Because in studying and, and, um, and researching and, and preparing for this message right here, I just see how God is orchestrating things. He's working things out. Like I say, he, he has plans for our lives. But if you don't see that, if you always focus on, well, I didn't get to do this, I didn't get to do that. And although we grew up together, and then I had another child at, at age 27, and now we're empty nesters, it's like, ooh, I'm, I'm, oh, you know, this me and my husband, we dating all over again, don't, don't. What you want? What you want? We, we got we on a date, you know what I'm saying? So I mean, God, he, he said he'll 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 make it make it all right, you know what I'm mean? saying? So that's the way I look at it now. And if you don't really well, know, you, what? That was that was you were excited about that. I was like, okay, so that's what I have to look for in Yeah, okay, okay. The empty nest. I ain't got to worry about no, you know, uh, uh, changing diapers and all this, all this. Also, those that don't know, right? Because I think a lot of times we, I know people that actually like harbor resentment against their mm -hmm. parents or parents mm -hmm. because they they were raised in a single family home, and mm -hmm. you know, they're like, I feel like my life would be different, you know, if I had parents that taught me. First of all, let me say this: even even when it comes to like like the school thing, because for some reason it seems like my generation, we. We could have went to school, but there were so much other pressing things at the time mm -hmm. that our parents instilled in us, mm -hmm. and me being raised, you know, like by my grandmother, you know, my aunt. Um, it was more of you gotta get a job, mm -hmm. you know. Now you gotta, you know, mm -hmm. be able to take care of yourself. So it was always in the back of my mind, like I would like to go to school, but. And my grandma can't, you know, take care right. of me so I've got right. it, you know. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I could always go back, but like my life, like my life has, my life is what it is and it's where it is and I'm, mm -hmm. I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. I'm not necessarily or particularly, you know, degree driven because I have a good life. I have a mm -hmm. good quality of life. I feel like I am successful. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I wanted to just say that because when I say they didn't have, number one, but they also didn't know. All they were taught by their parents were, okay, we get you through high school, and then you go out and you get a job so you can take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. They didn't see what was coming in the future, right. how jobs would be named, you know, mm -hmm. without, you know, a receptionist job, man, we should have a four-year degree. You know, right. they, they didn't see right. that. Right. We did. Right. We're like, my mind, no, no, no. Right. I don't want to work for RJ Reynolds, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to work for you. 
25, you know, like right. we, we saw, I think it's, you know, something different. So just allow us the opportunity to kind of like be more creative and artistic. And I, they used to frown upon that stuff. Like you want to be a what? You mm -hmm. want to do what? You better go somewhere and get you a job. You know, how many times have our grandparents said that to right. us? You know, right, right, so right, right. I don't, of course I don't harbor resentment against that because I know where the struggle came from. And right. I know what she was saying was, baby girl, you got to eat. You got to have a roof over your head. You know, yeah. so I get that. But I think that's what makes us sometimes a little bit overbearing for my children when we try to, right. no, baby, you got to do this. You know, do it this way. We're just trying to get them right. to get it done because we now see with a head, you know, it's coming down the road for them mm -hmm. and their futures mm -hmm. where they don't really care about it right now, mm -hmm. but we do because we're like, we just don't want you to have to go through all the stuff that we went through. And I hate saying that. I absolutely hate saying that because yeah. I hear it, your parents say so much, like, oh, I just don't want you to have to go through what, you know, but it's the truth. Right. You know? right. So if we're hard on you about not even necessarily choosing a career path, but just talk to me about your dreams. I want us to do more of that. Tell me what you would like to do. What do you want to do? Not what you have to do. Right. Tell me what you want to do. If you can do anything in the world, what do you want to do? And what are the things that we can like work on now mm -hmm. to help you accomplish that mm -hmm. you know, down the road? So mm -hmm. I'm glad that we're moving towards a generation from survival, because mm -hmm. basically that's what it was. It was just like survival mm -hmm. to like dreams and aspirations. And it might not make you rich. But you getting up and you want to work every day and you're loving life. Right. And you're happy and you're satisfied and you are successful. Right, right, right. And, and with that being said, Talia, do you think in our attempt to not for them not to go through what we've gone through that we kind of like made them kind of, I don't say soft, because if we always try to protect people from the struggle, and then while they're in us, they're not having, while they're with us, they're not having to struggle outside of us, get their own place, do their own thing. Then they start struggling and they don't know how to cope. Have we done them a disservice by not teaching them, I'm not going to say, what's the word I want to use? Not home training, but survival skills. Have we kind of like made them like, uh, not, sure of themselves when they I, get out they can't handle a lot of things so i think the disservice comes in the lack of conversation okay um it's not necessarily saying that oh well we don't want you to experience these things so we're going to shelter you from these experiences yes you can shelter us from these experiences but still have the conversation about these experiences mm -hmm. so no, you don't want to go out here and not have a good job because if you don't have money, you can't eat, you're going to be, you know, in a shelter or whatever. But I think the disservice comes in, like I said, the lack of conversation because you don't want us to have those experiences. You don't want us to be exposed to it. But the reality of the situation is it's a probability that it could happen. Mm -hmm. And so if it's a probability that it could happen, then we still need to have, you know, those conversations because, oh, I've never experienced this. But... My parents did talk to me about this. So I know that if this happens, these are options I can take before mm -hmm. I get all the way down mm -hmm. here. So I think that's where the disservice comes from is in the lack of conversation. Mm -hmm. Because again, again, this is mental health month and a lot of people are dealing with situations because they just don't know how to cope. They just don't know how to handle. And like you were saying, if we talk to them and help them and still try to you know guide them some kind of way without being overbearing because we can be like 
you gonna do it this way. But do we think that's what's going on with a lot of the mental health issues that are plaguing out us what, today? Shelter? Not so much shelter, but just don't know how to handle a lot of stress, strain, or anxiety. A lot of people are depressed because, and I understand <laughs> it's tough right now. It's very tough right now. I, I, I think what has happened is that we've raised a generation of entitled children. Okay. They think that they deserve things and things should be just given to them. Okay. Now I'm going to tell you something. I, my daddy was talking, I had a conversation with my daddy. And my daddy said, you know, the whole thing with I want my children to do better than me. I just want them to experience life in a different way. He said, you know, I wanted to give you more, not that you'll be sorry and lazy, but that you'll be better. And you'll want to continue that on and on and on. You want each generation to be better. But what happened in doing that, you actually ended up with an entitled generation of young people. Now, another thing he said, because he was talking to my grandchildren, his great-grandchildren, and he was like, you know, they say I'm spoiling these babies. He said, and I don't think there's anything wrong with spoiling them. He said, I don't think there's anything wrong with giving them anything. It's nothing wrong with giving them because you want them to have nice things. But somebody do need to be talking to them about, you know, what it takes to get those nice things. And that's where the conversation really comes in and say, yeah, it's, it's good that you have the opportunity to experience nice things and your parents were in a position to give you nice things. But that's not to give you a mindset that you're entitled to these nice things. Mm -hmm. It is by, it's, it's really by grace that you actually end up being the ones to be able to get those nice things. And the whole thing is that if, if they didn't live, and it's so crazy, they don't even realize that they're entitled. That they, you know, like, what are you talking about? Like, they really think they deserve everything. Like, you're supposed to give me what I want. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, then it becomes a conversation in, like, negotiate, negotiation. Right. Negotiate. I, and I have to use my grandson because he's the perfect one. He is seven years old. He's the best negotiator that I know <laughs> in this life today. <laughs> he can, he is so good because he's going to want, it's like, uh, the answer is no, and it has gotten to the point where you have to say no because in this life there will be some no's. Right. There are going to be a lot of no's, and he's got to understand there are going to be no no without any additional conversation. And that's what's happened. I think a lot of mental illness comes from yes, there's a lot of abuse of a lot of different things that go on in life. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of you know that's from drugs, sex, rock and roll, whatever you want to call it. And yes, there are people who have taken who take taking everything in life and done it in an abundance. Mm -hmm. That there's no moderation. That I, because I want it, I can have it. Right. I, I want to do it, I will do it. doesn't matter what it does to me, to my body, to me mentally. And you know what? When they talk about stress, a lot of times stress is because, you know what? I shouldn't have to deal with anything. Because mm -hmm. nothing should happen to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I should, so, oh, it's stressing me. It's stressing me. You know, I, I have a job, and my job is not high stress, but there can be stressful situations. That should send me into a spiral right. and life is, oh, oh my God, I can't deal with life. But that happens to people. Yes, there's real mental right. illness right. going on. Right. And there's a real issue with mental health in this country. Yes, there really is. And those things need to be addressed and they need to be dealt with. But a lot of this, a lot of this, if you start making <laughs> making people in general, mm -hmm. You know, you you know what you want. You have to earn it. You have to work for it, and people mm -hmm. not gonna hand it to you. Mm 
Nothing, you know, the mind will change because right. you have to change. It's change. Renew your mind. mind right. They differently. Right. Right. They, right. They, uh, they, they entitled. They, they, right. I'm supposed to have it. Mm-hmm. I mean, what you mean? I think some are definitely entitled, but some are some are envious of the entitled. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think we have right. to we we forget sometimes that. A lot of people don't really have it like that. They're just fronting like they have right. it like that. Mom and daddy right. don't even really have it like that. But mom and daddy gonna go ahead and break their neck to make sure you have A, B, and C because they don't want little Johnny to feel like he's lacking. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so for the people that really don't have it and for it's societal. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's why we have so much mental health is because everybody's portraying a false image. Right. And it's not real. It on social media. Right. right. Where it's right. more instant now, you're looking at it and mm-hmm. you know it's not real. Right, as opposed to before when there wasn't social media, you would right. have to wait until maybe you talk to your friend in school, yeah. but yeah. you're not seeing yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. And you're sitting at home in your room right. doing this, yes. and Karen's over here in Cancun, right. you know, in a yacht, you know, taking selfies, and it looks like her life is so good, and here I am in this room, right. on this dirt road, or right. wherever I live, right. and my life just sucks, right. societal, and it's not real. Right, right, right. right. Because you don't know why she's in I think it's not real because of bankruptcies have gone triple. <laughs> <laughs> my office is slain. Right. So right. I tell you it's not real. But it's, it's not real, but it is real. Mm-hmm. It's not real as far as them thinking that everybody else's life is so much better than mine and everybody else has right. so much more than right. I do. And that they, they really don't. They just like to portray that. Mm-hmm. And we are losing children. But they, they, don't have the, they don't have the maturity enough like with us. Sometimes I know when I look at things that I'm a full-grown adult, mm-hmm. how it makes me feel. Mm-hmm. Think how a 17-year-old, 16, mm-hmm. 15, when they're looking at stuff, mm-hmm. how it makes them feel. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I didn't get all these likes. You know, mm-hmm. they think mm-hmm. they're supposed to have so many followers. That has a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's where, just that Tasia just said, that's where parenting comes into play. Mm-hmm. That's where conversation comes into play. That's why you got to know what your children are doing, mm-hmm. what you're allowing them to be yeah. exposed to. Now, we know in, in life, mm-hmm. just like each and every one of us, we're going to be exposed to things and we're going to see things. And we may think that we may deserve things that we may never, ever get or we may. Mm-hmm. But the truth of the matter is you do. As parents, you do have to parent your children. You have to watch what they're doing. And you know, a lot of times, and they said, especially with baby boomers, what we was trying to do to keep from being parents, we was feeding everything to them and exposing them to absolutely everything. everything. And right. that has continued on. You know, parents have to take a responsibility. We want to blame social media, but we allow social right. media. Right, 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 right. Now the parents right. are doing what we're not wanting, like the kids are on it, but the parents are so much Jazz into it. You know, yeah. all I'm saying is that when we're sitting and we're having the conversation, and the conversation has to be very realistic, we have to be real, and we have to take responsibility. And we're not going to take responsibility for the fact that, you know, you know, my my seven-year-old is looking at YouTube, or my is looking at TikTok, and I'm, let, I'm allowing them to be exposed to all of that. As a parent, when I know what's on there, because as a parent, I look at it and I go, what? Mm-hmm. My baby shouldn't be looking at that. Mm-hmm. A parent should say, no, I don't care. I don't care if that's what you want. I don't care if that's what your friends do. Because we have to understand, it doesn't matter what they're doing. It doesn't matter what the Joneses are doing. My name ain't Jones. Right. That right. doesn't matter. And see, I think that's what we have stopped doing. We're so busy worrying about, you know, 
people stealing tennis shoes from young people that happened way before social media. People seeing what other people have, they wanted that way before social media. People been robbing people for what they have for a very long time because they feel like I should be able to have that. And since I can't, I'm going to take it from you. Well, that's wrong. And we need to acknowledge that as a wrong. So if you're trying to emulate something instead of that, what you want to do is try to do what it takes to get that what you desire. Mm -hmm. And somebody as a parent, as a parent, then you know we want to position our children in a place where, okay, this is what my baby want to do. Then you know what? The avenue and the career path that I need to be showing them and directing them, that's what I need to be doing. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, it is our job as parents, as moms, as dads, is to raise our children. Mm -hmm. That is our responsibility. God requires that of us. We ain't got to raise them once they get past a certain age, but he requires us to raise them. You don't have to raise them when they get past what age? A certain age. What age is that? In your 30s and 40s, I don't stop being your mother. That's I'm still, still right. I'm still, still my baby. I still call my baby. Exactly. It's going to be my baby. It's going to be my baby forever. That's my baby. And now right. I've got to be what's going on. That's right. I want to know. And see, that's how you God looking for us. He looks at us as children. Right. We because we in our hundreds or nineties, whatever, we are still children. Right. And we have to be deemed as such. So do you feel like we're out of balance? Because again, we hear so much about the noise, the chaos, the confusion, the things that's going on, and we just strive and strive and strive and do this, strive and do that. And we when we get out of balance, just like when you, your body gets in, uh, you get vertigo. You can't focus, you can't, you just you makes you sick and you have to lie down. So do you think we have some like something like spiritual vertigo to where we just out of balance? And back to Psalms 23, God says he makes us to lie down. If we don't lie down, he will fix it so we will lie down. And it's not selfish like you were saying. We do have to take time for ourselves because I cannot give you what I don't have. If I'm out of balance, if I'm all over the place, if I'm always saying, Yes, it is. Yes, that. Yes, it is. And never saying no and to being mindful of I'm limited. I cannot do it all. And we want to do it all. We want to be in control. And see, that's the thing. We don't want to give up control. But we have to learn to say no. And I know I heard you say earlier, say no and not feel guilty. I don't know who said it, but whenever we say no, why does guilt always say in? Do we do we, we say no to we say general? Just I mean just sometimes in general. No, I don't feel like I don't feel yeah, like I don't feel saying about that anymore. I say no. Wait. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's a little bit hard no. Okay. And no explanation no. will be okay. You don't have a problem saying no, okay. No, I don't do it. I don't want to do it, I'll do it. Okay. Yeah. What about it? Is anybody else just feel like they're out of balance, overwhelmed with family members or children or work or whoever, whatever the case may be, because we, you know, multifaceted, but are we out of balance? Do we, have we set boundaries? Mm -hmm. So like, you know, the Bible tells you back in Exodus, and it shows you, we've been out of balance, it's just a repeat. Mm -hmm. and, and the Bible, the word Bible there, so that we can read, study it, and obtain it, and just, Sucking in the market. Back in Exodus, they were out of balance. Mm -hmm. And it is the way of what we are today. Mental health sales and employees is one of the top employers mm -hmm. in the world. Mm -hmm. 
society think mental health because we've been, it's been instilled in us that, you know, the first thing when you say mental health, the main thing that pops into the head is crazy because that's what's been instilled in the past. Right, right, right. That, it, it hasn't explained its balance. Right. Because you see, you look at what sales, it sales from pre-K all the way to the PhDs. Right. You have so many people on all these different medications to get to focus. Mm -hmm. Most mm -hmm. people think mental health, uh, they look at homeless as mental health. They look at single parents as mental health. They look at the poverty as mental health. The highest mental health is what sells. You cannot keep, you, you gotta, the mental health is focused and negotiated in the marketing mm -hmm. sales where it sells. The, the Instagram. You, you, you got to get it up to three million mm -hmm. because it's what sells. Because if they're following them and not following God, mm -hmm. everybody follows. It's, it's hard for you to get a person to follow God mm -hmm. because they can't see it, but they can see the mental health. Because mental health is part of money. That's, that's the top, that's the top dog. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, in this society back in Exodus, when Moses was taking them through, they were, they were tripping. Mm -hmm. And God was like, okay, look. Look, he went up there to talk to them, had to come back telling them they didn't want to listen. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing today. I know, you know, I, I, I do it like that because I work in the school. Mm -hmm. I have to be able to break it down. I don't care what level you want, I got to be able to break it down. Mm -hmm. If it's an administrator, I got to be able to break it down. Mm -hmm. And that's just how I bring it across. Mm -hmm. But mental health is the
other other households outside of um, predominantly like minority, you know, neighborhoods then becomes an epidemic. So it's mm -hmm. an epidemic now. Mm -hmm. But it it's the reason a lot of people were on drugs, you know, back then too, right. because you were a little you got some things going on, you know, up here that you just can't get right. Right. Mm -hmm. Um but they thought you were just a crazy drunk crackhead on the street, you know. Mm -hmm. But now mm -hmm. that it's people that you know, you know, it's your colleagues, it's your neighbors, it's their kids, then it's they need help. We gotta get them help. You know, so let's go many out here and funding for this and that. Right. But it's America. Right. So I think we probably need to clarify a little bit of that because it's not all just, you know, like you were saying just like a money thing mm -hmm. or a drug thing because it really is some chemical imbalances. Right, absolutely, absolutely. And it really is some spiritual imbalances. Mm -hmm. Right. Manifesting themselves physically. Mm -hmm. Um. So we definitely have to make sure we keep that, you know, like that distinction. Are we using drugs and alcohol mm -hmm. and sex and whatever else to mask some of the symptoms that we have? Absolutely. But mental health is absolutely, mm -hmm. definitely real. Oh, yeah. It's not just, right. you know, Right. It's not just broken down to those things, so I definitely wanted to make that distinction. But it also comes back to some of the questions that you asked earlier in the beginning. Do we know who we are? Mm -hmm. How do we set those boundaries? And are we confident in whose we are? Mm -hmm. And that's a very important question that gets missed also. Mm -hmm. But that still comes in different stages. People don't just, you know, you don't come out the womb like, yes, mm -hmm. I'm God's daughter. Mm -hmm. And he got me the desires of my heart as long as it aligns with his will and his plan for my life, then I got it. I'm good. Mm -hmm. It don't work like that. So we do still have to be cognizant of those things. And like you said, mentally, we have to sit back and think, again, who am I? Mm -hmm. Not just the roles that I play or the things that I do or my career or how, you know, all of these other outside factors define me. How do I internally define myself? Mm, how do it. I set myself? That's right. What boundaries do I have set in my life regarding my family, regarding my significant other, regarding my friends, regarding my career or my hobbies, how I interact with people, how I show up in the world? How are all of those things factored into who I am as a person? And then, do I fully trust God to be, to say, oh, He is? my all in all. Mm -hmm. and that's he is my supporter. Mm -hmm. Like I say, he gives me the desires of my heart as long as he's in alignment with his will for my life. Mm -hmm. Am I okay with that? Am I going against the grain? Am I trying to do something different? Because right. I'm trying to make my own decisions without him mm -hmm. leading me in those ways. And that's where a lot of the tension, that's where a lot of the friction and a lot of the discord comes from. So those are still, like I said, to your point where you ask those questions. Those are questions that we have to answer for ourselves. Is that something we automatically come up with? No. Do we have to use tools of a therapist sometimes? Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. Self-care is absolutely real. It's big. Just like you were saying, mental health is real and it's big. Those are things that are highlighted now because it is a solution or one of the types of solutions mm -hmm. to all of these issues that we're having because a lot of people don't realize like you said, they don't give themselves their flowers. They don't hear it from other people and seeking that external validation. It's something that a lot of people do when he already told us who we are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And I think that's where the disconnect comes in because, again, and that's part of that's what this ministry is all uh, based on: changing your perspective, getting your focus back, getting back in the presence of God. Because again, He made us in His image. He knows the plans, the thoughts, the path that we should take. And if we seek Him first, He said He knows we need. He need, we need everything. He knows that we need all this stuff, and He will give that to us. If we seek him first. But he knows what's best for us. So if we're doing, if we're out of balance, again, he's going to make us sit down and he's going to rest. Either you take the clues from your own internal soul. Why am I so irritated all the time? Why does things get on my nerves? Because I'm out of balance. So we have got to get back to the basics. Back to God. Again, since I've been studying for this, in this ministry and in the messages that I preach at the church, everything is coming back full circle because um, I preached a, a message about being in rhythm of God and he knows where we should be. He knows again in being the, the, a, a precious jewel, a diamond in the rough. All of these things, all of these messages being out of balance when, he, when, when COVID shut everything down he, the spirit kept speaking to me about the island of Patmos and, it, and the island of Patmos is where again where John got the book of Revelation he was out there isolated by himself so it's okay to get by yourself to silence all the noise it's okay to be selfish because sometimes you have to take inventory do own, your own self assessment and, feel, and see where I'm at in my walk in my relationship with God and he said he would have no other God other than him so anything that we're putting ahead of him He's going to let us go do our thing. But at the end of it, he's like, okay, once you wore yourself out, come on back to me because I know the plans that I have for you. I know you're expecting it. Everything that we need, the words of affirmation, he loves us. He's given us every, um, all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Again, everything we need. So are you tired? How bad do you want it? Do you like you? Would you date you? Would you marry you? Have you made peace with your past? Are you, as far as resentment and uh, all that stuff set in, have you made peace with your past? You might not get the job, the house, the career, the husband, the the boyfriend, whatever it is. If it's not, have you made peace with that? Have you come to terms with that? I'm okay. I'm good. Because I can't go back and correct it. I can learn from it. All I can do is move forward. So I just hope and pray that something that we said tonight will help someone. And if anybody have any final any other things that they want to say that we didn't um, touch anybody anything got it, uh, anybody got anything that they want to say? Anything else? Can I ask the round table question? Yes, you can. So I know we started it out with um, you know who influenced and went around the table. Can we like do you know who you are? Like who are you? Who are you? Oh I can
been lost several times. But once I remember who I was, I became God's stop. Mm -hmm. I, I, I know who I am. Mm -hmm. I, I used to be this plan. Now, mm -hmm. I will professionally correct you. I will professionally answer you. I will be It might take three weeks. Because I have learned to let it go. Mm -hmm. I have learned to, to uh, put it in the crock pot and try not to take it off. Mm -hmm. And then it's so, so slow. Slow. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> I have learned that God will make an entire term paper and take it down to. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Two notes. <laughs> That's gross. Okay. That's gross. <laughs> and I also say earlier when you all were talking, I'm sitting here because it's funny. I have such a huge gap between my three kids. It is amazing. I had my last baby at 44, so I ain't never stopped grinding. <laughs> so I can't stop grinding because I mm -hmm. got a 15 year old, soon to be 16, so I got to keep up. I'm still, I'm like, okay, that's why I can say, God stopped, I remember who I was, and the game changed, because I still got one, I got 21-year-old on Sunday, she's different, she's, she's my girl, she's my baby girl, she's my kid, she's my, mm, I'm about to do that right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. And my oldest, he, he wasn't mine. He's mine and my biological child, but my parents took him because he was the first grandbaby that they could take control of. <laughs> they could literally, he was on a plane going to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and he was two months old, and they were like, we got him. That's like, what? She called it on the phone. They got him on the plane, brought they put him on whatever formula they said to put him on. Mm. And He's always been theirs. Mm -hmm. So my other two, I'm like, mm, not gonna happen mm -hmm. like that person. <laughs> but that's how it took me. I'm 15 years old, and I wasn't born with that strength and power my sister was. So I say it took her 58 years, and today I can stand to invest and I can stand tall. I, I tell, tell, I'm God's. Independent, independent, independent. 
She meet her. Me. <laughs> <laughs>
know, well, I know, and I've also been told, you know, that my presence speaks for itself. Um, so, yeah, depending on who you are and what role or what interaction you're having, you definitely have to act accordingly when you're dealing with me or when you're in my presence. Um, Thank you, and may you be blessed. 